Welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. With structured workouts, training plans and massive online group rides to make your training fun. Because fun is results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com and start your free trial. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me uh, remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me outside, yes, we are outside, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? Oh, I am good. The sun is shining. We're... We're in we're in Fed Square. Yeah. There's there's people sitting. You know they've got the deck chairs up. It's we're not quite back to normal, but we're getting there, aren't we? Hopefully, and then, uh, we we can see the seagulls are oh, starving after two uh, years of what? I tell you what, eating. <laughs> yeah, if if you think you've done it tough, peeps, spare a thought for the poor old seagulls of <laughs> Melbourne CBD because they've had to rummage through bins. You know, there's been no fresh chips or, or, or yeah. sort of half-eaten <laughs> leftover burgers on. On, on, on tables. So That's the why they, they see us coming up with a couple of chips. They're freaking out. Oh, we had to fight them <laughs> off. We had to fight them off. I didn't pull out the baseball bat. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's talk about cycling. This is what we are here for. Uh, the World Cycling uh, on Track just happened in Roubaix. They had to be moved, actually, uh, to Roubaix. Not in the old concrete velodrome, into the that new been, velodrome. That would, nice. <laughs> that would have been, well, yeah, maybe. I'll <laughs> talk to rough. the athletes. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you and I actually been in that velodrome. This was the uh, press buffet. So this is where we get the feed and the Tour de we France. sat up on the bank actually oh, that was where the lunch yeah. was yeah and, uh, and it was very nice uh, but having said this uh, very nice for us not so nice for the Australians uh, on track this week no look they took a really small squad and they there was zero expectations they sort of well of course they wanted to do something and get a result but there was certainly no pressure on the riders I think they had a team of five I um, think they were ready to be surprised but it was okay if they wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, there was part of me that was hoping for them that they'd, they'd, one of them would pull off a, mm-hmm. a big result so they could sort of celebrate. But Nettie Edmondson was there. She rode the Omnium. And then the two Madison pairs, yeah, both men and women. So, um, yeah, no, nah, they didn't... None of them really fired. But it's been a tough year for the trackies. Look, yep. there'll be... There's going to be some wash-up and fallout. Do you think there is a, a fallout from the Olympics? When you oh, say it's 100%. been a tough year, they, let's face it, they had a very tough Olympics. We talked about it. Yep. And in a way, inverted comma, and a big inverted comma here, they didn't redeem themselves on the, the world track no. in terms of victories and, and wins and medals. No, 100%. And, and look, they know it. The big, the big goal is every four years. The world champs is big every other year, but it still isn't the... the the thing that they're striving for, the riders and the coaches, and and the performance program, and look, they they bombed, they, and that's mm-hmm. not being nasty, and I, I'm sure they'd agree. And if there was a coach sitting here with us now, he, he or she would say, yeah, look, we did, we didn't, um, you know, we didn't. I think the best medal was was it the pursuit. They got the bronze where mm-hmm. they, they beat the Kiwis. Uh, the Kiwis crashed. I'm possibly going to get them uh, in the men's But they beat the world record, though. They beat the world record. Yeah, they, they got beaten after that. Yeah, bat. look, that, that, and they had their own crash, the Aussies, mm-hmm. in that. Um, so, look, there's going to be some... There is going to be some shake-up. There's already imagine. been some shake-up. I think yeah. we know people have already left. Yeah, so Simon uh, Jones yeah. was the sort of head of the high performance. He's left. There's There's been... Lots of talk on social media from some sort of former cyclists and old bikies and even Dean Woods, um, who was the gold medalist from yep. LA. He has been very, very vocal on Facebook. Um, 
I wouldn't say I agree with everything he says. Yeah. But you know what it is. There's a lot of passion, passionate people, wanting to see the, the track program so, succeed. So when, so when you are rebuilding a team like this, the eyes are on Paris 2024. Is it where it is? Because we talk about the Olympics. Or is there any foundation ground? The Commonwealth Games before? You know what? What are the next steps yeah. for rebuilding this team? Yeah, it's a good question. I think Com, Com Games for sure. That'd be a good stepping stone. And, and you know, get their mojo back. Yeah. Get some get some big results. Get their mojo back. But it's definitely Paris, and that's it's what two and a half, yep. three. It's three, yeah, three, because years. three years, less yeah. less than three years now. So, but I think they can turn it around and turn it around quickly. Um, I don't believe you need, I think they need to be just smart and it's not necessarily about the dollars that they bring in. Mm-hmm. I don't think the system is broken. Other people are saying it is. I, I disagree. I think they've got some great coaches. I think, you know, led by, and not necessarily led, but, but, Someone who I think is a great coach is Tim Decker. Yeah, he's a real sort of um, sort of people's coach, if you like, and he's been there a number of years now. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they just need a new high performance manager that can just tweak it, just tweak it, just little things, just tweak little things. That's all they need to do, and I think they can be back to their best. And yeah, you know, the only other problem they've got is they've probably got some riders retiring. I think Nettie Edmondson. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think she could be I'm hanging pretty, up the I'm pretty wheels. Sure she is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, look, she's had a great career, but you now need a, a rider to fill those shoes to, to be because she was sort of really touted as that omnium uh, rider. She was. She got mm. the bronze medal, I think, in Beijing, and then but she could, never could quite we, lived up to that. Could we say it's also part of the transformation Cycling Australia is doing in O Cycling? This this also is part of that wave, or yeah. not at all? Oh, look, they're, they're going through a big transformation. And look, they're, to, be, to be totally honest, they're copying their own criticisms. Yep. Um, some of it, I think, is really unfounded, to, to be honest. I think there's plenty of people, passionate people at Oz Cycling who work hard. Um, but the clock is ticking mm-hmm. and the members and then the fans, I suppose, want to see results and they want to see a bit of reform at Oz Cycling. So, yeah, look, they've certainly got a job ahead of them as an administration and then certainly as a, in the high performance department yeah. as well. Absolutely. I tell you what, a nation that shined actually on the track in Roubaix was the Italians. They when did. We, when you look at the, the, the pedigree as well of who they have, they've got Ghana, Viviani, uh, you know, Balsamo. Yeah, they, yeah the world they, road champion. Yeah, these this, this riders are incredible in their own rights and then put them in a blue jersey on track and then they perform super well and they, they must be walking out of that track with a smile. Oh, with several smiles. Yeah, well, it was a, I think it was a 10-medal haul for the Italians. Um, Viviani winning the elimination. Um, Balsamos, I think she backed up with a bronze in the Omnium. Um, Garner, he got a bronze in the individual. You thought he might have gone better. Mm-hmm. But um, so look Ashton at the year Lambie, got, yeah, Ashton, yeah, 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 he had an amazing <laughs> year. I mean, I think he's just a little bit tired, yeah. to be fair. But Ashton Lambie, the American, yeah. who got the world record in the pursuit earlier in the year, he won the gold as well. I think his first world championship gold medal. Yep. So that was sort of nice to see the American um, get that. So, look, it's a bit of a changing of the guard. You've got that this young new generation coming through and the Italians, yeah, they're starting to look healthy again. 
and uh, Morkov as well. Uh, yeah. Not surprisingly, but the Danes performing as well on, on track. Yeah. Uh, and they're just backing up from from a good form. The Danes had the whole year. We said it yeah. before on sprint at the Tour, on track at the Worlds. They they didn't win the Worlds. Thank you for that. But <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean. Like they had the Danes had a very good year and and a real spring and a step. And then so confirmation this week. They're at their championship um, team yeah. nation. The Danes, I think, yeah, they're on there the track, when it needs to be there, and even believe it or not, more so on the road, and and particularly in the men's road race, you look back over the years, they have always been there. They yeah. have always been there in the medals or really in the hunt. It's quite incredible, the the stats, the Danes for yeah. a small nation. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're they're you you can say they're a cycling nation, but they're not a. You wouldn't say cycling is their number one sport. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up there, but it's not their number one. But yeah, they are—they're an incredible nation, and I don't know what it is, but they always have a rider that steps up um, for the road for the roads. But yeah, you're right, Morkov. I mean, the class of the guy. Yeah, he's—he's the number one leadout man on the road. Uh, he was brilliant at the tour for Cav. And then he just flips, flicks the switch, did and it for the Olympics and did it for the for the world champs as well. And he and he um, he wears the same haircut as you, I think. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> Which is very COVID compliant. Nice and short COVID compliant. He's not lining up for barbers. <laughs> let's just say that much. He, he wasn't desperate for the yeah. hairdressers to open up. Uh, any other results that are uh, important for that week that we can take away? I think the French did relatively well. Uh, they walk away with a few medals. We would have expected them to to have a, a bit more because it's the home ground so-called advantage. But tell you what, what was good is to see some crowds. To yeah. see some crowds in an indoor cycling. And and I mean, I'm not saying this because I'm French, but I'll say it because I'm French. Uh, we know the French are a cycling-loving nation. And then put on an event on track or on the road, the public turns out. Yeah, 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 it's true. And look, uh, we saw it in Europe, didn't we, throughout the year too. They've, they were... Europeans were desperate for some live sport and yeah. to be able to be roadside or, or trackside or, or you know in a, in a stadium. Um, so no, it was it was great to see crowds and I mean it's hard to believe that Europe this year looked quasi back to normal. Yes. Um, whereas in Australia or certainly in Melbourne so and Sydney, a whole lot of debate here. Yeah. We're struggling. And we will not be accepting any tweets on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's not even go there. We're just oh, jeez, no, we're that's all shocked. Yeah. Um, but no, no. Look, there's uh, look. There was a couple, few other results here and there. But if I can be slightly sort of biased, um, Aaron Gate, mm-hmm. um, the young New Zealander. Well, he's not the youngest guy on the squad. Um, he he was building up to a big Olympics. He crashed in the team pursuit with the Kiwis. He had to withdraw from the Omnium, and I thought he was a big showing Uh potentially in the Omnium. Uh, He had great form. He recovered. He came fourth in Grand Prix de Nations, uh, the individual time trial, that probably used to be a lot bigger years and years ago. You'd you'd know that. Yeah, it used to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he came fourth, but importantly, uh, fifth place was Remco Evenepoel, and I think Stefan Kung won it. So the guys that beat him were World top class. shelf. Yeah. yeah. And then he went on to the World Track Championships and he got, took the silver in the Omnium. And I'm being biased because he's part of the Black Sp- Spoke yeah, squad, the in. New Zealand squad that I've had a little bit to do with. And I'll say a very little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my good friend, Scott Guyton, who's the manager and sort of main director sportif, has really built this squad up. So the Kiwis are... They're really starting to step up. And this team, Black Spoke, is just a really good stepping stone now for this young talent. So... 
watch the Kiwis over the next few years, both track and road. I think we're going to be a, see a real surgence of yep. some young talent coming through. I've got one last question on, uh, and it's been in the back of my mind for a little while actually, uh, for the track. The Dutchies are amazing on the road, men and women, when you look at the results. Yep. But you don't see them dominating on the track. You know, you see them dominating on uh, cyclocross and so on, but it's not a nation that, that dominates that much on the track. Uh, do you think that the culture is just different? Mate, come on, seriously. Bloody, they went 1-2 in the men's sprint. And uh, Kirstenville <laughs> walked away with two medals, including maybe I, should, I think a bronze maybe I should write, I should read my emails a bit better. Yeah, <laughs> you're a bloody hack, mate. Stick to just stick to the two, all right? No, but I, I mean, like in terms the, of the, the culture, tough, the tough, <laughs> one-dimensional tough. <laughs> but like, joke aside, in terms of the culture, have they got a culture on the track or not? Well, look, <laughs> the funny thing is, and, I, and I'm genuinely not, slam me, mate. I, slam I'm me. genuinely <laughs> didn't try and set you up here. You've sort of you've you've dug the hole for yourself, so I'll give you a helping hand <laughs> down into it. They were second on the medal tally, actually, five gold, three silver, and two bronze. I've always known them though as a sprinters nation mm-hmm. on the track. Um, for years gone by, they've always been, you know, for years I should say, they've always been a real sprinter squad. They've never really been great in the team's pursuit. Mm-hmm. Omnium, I'm trying to think. I'm not sure they've ever gone that well. In the women's, they have with Kirsten Vild. Yeah. Uh, or in, in those endurance events, I should say. But, no, no, look, they've, they've actually finished second on the medal tally. Australia is not even Did I say the Dutch? No, I meant the Belgium. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Belgium was sixth. <laughs> no, no, I meant the Belgium. I meant the Belgium. France was fourth. Yeah. Italy, Italy third. Um, the Germans... We're on top, though, by the way. Yeah. Six golds for the Germans. Yeah, so big, big, uh, big truck nation. Uh, look, it was Germans. a real... I mean, though, let's be honest, we're talking about the track worlds, but it was a a really sort of under-the-radar event this year, wasn't yeah, it? Post-Olympics, yeah, 100%. Post-Olympics. They didn't, not all nations sent their sort of best or biggest squads. The Olympics was, was the all-out and everything. Mm-hmm. So... But so I think it's always the case, though, with the World Championship after the Olympic year. Yeah, it it's is. Always, it's always a bit of a case. It is. And look, I think... I think there's been a reform that's been made, and we've talked about it previously on, I think, on previous pods with the track program yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but COVID hit literally as they made those reforms. COVID hit, and they mm-hmm. couldn't sort of conduct any of these competitions. Yeah. So I think, hopefully, in the next couple of years, we'll see sort of track cycling coming back. I hope so. It deserves more. Yeah, track. and I think, I think we think all want sport. to see, uh, and actually, track cycling, world track cycling, coming back here as well. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we want to see this in Melbourne. Yes. We want to see this. It's such yeah. a good event. So. We got a world, we got we've actually got two. We got one world class venue, uh-huh. and we got two board tracks. Yep, in the city, right right in the heart of Melbourne, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they need absolutely. to be utilised. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the the road, uh, the season is pretty much finished. Yep. Uh, so what? Have we've learned this year? We've learned that Mathieu van der Poel is good. We know that uh, Julien Lafilippe is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have you learned? That's all. Yeah. I, that's all I remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've learned that. I think the stars of the year. You know, if you had to just say straight off the top of your head, you just named two of them for me. Mm. The stars of the year were Mathieu van der Poel, Wout van Aert, and Julien Lafilippe. You, you should put Pogacar in there, though, because he went back-to-back. Yeah, back you have to. And he's silly as it is, but he went back-to-back. And yeah. uh, uh, it reminds me that uh, I've listened to a podcast with Bernardino. And when you look at the, how Bernardino won his first Tour de France, he won his first Tour de France on his first participation. That's 19, incredible, 1978. Isn't it? Yeah. Then he backed it up in 1979. Then yeah. he didn't win in 1980. This is going to be next year, a very interesting year, to see 
what Pogacar can do. But we've seen this before. But we're talking already Pogacar in the league of someone like the Badger, Ino yeah. or Merckx. Yeah. You know, so we, we can't rule him out. No, no, that's right. It's Yeah, and, and look, you're right. I think this year we sort of expected the Pog to win, didn't we? Mm. Because, he, because he won last year unexpectedly, this year we went, this kid's amazing. Imagine him in 12 months. So we sort of went, well, he should win. Mm-hmm. And, and he did. And he won comfortably in the end. But no, I mean, look, they've been the superstars. And, you know, they've been the superstars. And I think the other, the other highlight, I guess, for me ha- has been that we've seen more women's racing yep. on TV. Live, 100%, yep. And that's been great. And we've seen great racing, not just on TV. But it's been good racing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think some of the Aussies have really acquitted themselves well. Um, we have a super world champion with uh, you know a, ma- a massive spring on her step, and, yeah. and how she won it was incredible against Vos. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Italian, you know, and and she was. What you like about those results is not a single person probably would have picked Balsamo yeah. to win the road race at the start of the day. Mm-hmm. Everyone was saying the Dutch. We the Aussies thought we had an outside chance, maybe with with one of them, um, but. I think I think the sport's really healthy in in the female side, and it's exciting what the future holds yeah. for them. And I think for any young young women coming through and young Aussie women coming through, I think it's a great era to be um, yeah. launching your career in Europe. So, yeah, I think that's exciting. But you know, the, you sort of question what can't Wout Van Aert do? Yeah, and how many more? Well, being world champion for a start. Yeah. <laughs> not, not for the last two years anyway and and then the other question though and you always keep saying this and I think we talked about this sort of off microphone will Julian Alaphilippe we asked the question at the end of each year will he ride properly general classification at the tour one day yeah you know, I think and if question. so when um, the sooner the better I would say but uh, well, because he's got a, he's got a form at the minute yeah but it's all about you know you mentioned this several times it's probably all about changing the but plan. you know the Achilles heel for him? It's too good. <laughs> himself. Yeah. <laughs> himself. And, and what we mean by that is, and you know the answer to this, is that he'll race full gas in April, he'll race full gas in May, he'll he'll have a bit of a breather, but not much. He'll go full gas to the tour, but he's already a bit underdone. I've got, I've got my... Or a bit the- overdone, I should I've, say. I've got my theory on this, is mm. you can't tell me someone like Julian Alaphilippe, not that I know him personally, but I've met him several times, that... You can't tell me, knowing the history, and he loves his history in cycling, knowing the history in France that no one has won the Tour de France since 1985, okay, more than 30 years ago. We are approaching 40 years ago in 2025, and that's coming very quickly. Uh, you can't tell me someone like Julian Alaphilippe is not thinking back of his head, I can do this. I can be the man that saves France, that put my name above that massive gap in there and you can't tell me uh, yeah he will need a lot of transformation but you know what other riders did you know he doesn't need I don't see I I don't think he needs a lot of transformation like I'm I'm, in his planning I'm on the wagon with you yeah well physically he's right there yeah it's it's really just the last the last two days before Paris yeah it's just little tweaks Mm. so I'd love to see him yeah me too and, and I mean it would be the absolute Fairy tale, and, and also you it? think you think of a team like Dukinik, and I'm just being uh, the devil's advocate here. But Dukinik, 
has won pretty much everything. Yeah. But they haven't won the Tour de France. They haven't won the Tour, you're And right. maybe they want to win the Tour de France at some point. You know, if, what's yeah. the Graal in cycling? You can win whatever you want. And if you win the Tour de France, you win the Tour de France. And look at UAE. They're such a younger team, but they already won two Tour de France. <laughs> and De Kinnick hasn't. So, yeah. I don't know. There's something in there, in this sort of... You know, you start putting all the ingredients together. You go, you know what? There's yeah. something in there. I mean, I'd, li- I'd love to see him... You know, maybe do Paris-Nice, but not not full gas. Mm-hmm. Go to Liège, race it hard, then have a break until the Dauphiné. Yeah, and then even and then race the Dauphiné just at three quarters, and then bang. That's what I'd love to see his pro- race program be. It's a very limited racing. But if you're not that type of rider, as in he's a type of rider that wants to race all the time, yeah. and he pretty much can. Mm-hmm. But we know that deep in the second and third week, if you've got guys like the Pog, Roglic, um, Bernal, hopefully next year at the Tour, yeah, their whole focus is on the Tour. Yep. The whole year is based around the Tour de France, even though they race other races. But they'll, they'll do a similar program, I would think, to, to, to what I just said. Yeah. Um, you know, Paris-Nice or Torino, one or two of the Ardennes Classics, and then, and then the Dauphiné is a, a last build-up. Uh, let us know if you uh, if you think that uh, Alaphilippe should ride for the, the yellow in Paris and win this Tour de France for France and everybody else uh, on this planet that would be happy because there's yeah. no one that doesn't like, uh, doesn't like Alaphilippe. Oh, no, we all love him. <laughs> Actually, I'll put another highlight here, if I may. Uh, how Roglic rebounded from such a poor performance at the Tour de France. He was, you know, super unhappy with his performance at the Tour de France, and rightly so. But how he bounced back and made the Vuelta his own again. He's amazing, isn't he? Yeah. He, he? And he did it last year. Remember when he won Liège? Because yeah. that was later in the year because of COVID. Um, uh, after, so after, this ability to bounce back. Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal, Roglic. He really is. You know, he, he may not be the most exciting guy when you hit, listen to him on camera. Mm-hmm. And, but that's just his nature. That's just his character. He's pretty. He's pretty, sort of. Um, he, he's pretty businesslike. But there is an element to him that you see. He just actually enjoys himself, mm-hmm. and especially when he wins. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's not. He's not all super serious. He he does come across that way in some interviews. But no, the guy, the guy's amazing. And uh, you know, part of me thinks he he's destined to win the tour one day. Mm-hmm. And he, and who knows? It could be next year. He could topple uh, Pogacar. Yeah. Um, what, what we know, what we know, there's a fact here, is that the tour next year, when you look at who's going to be contender to that tour, it's no short of being amazing. We yeah. we, la- we love a, 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 a how do you say an array of riders on that Tour de France. Uh, that you know, when you start putting the Van der Poel with you know the ability of what he's shown for the last, we had to leave because and ta- of the Olympics. Yeah, and take out the Olympics. Take remember. out the Olympics yeah, from yeah. it. You know, there's you, no distractions for some of those riders. Van Aert. Yeah. Roglic, Pogacar, Alaphilippe, you know, like... And think about all it. All fighting out for the yellow jersey. But think about Van der Poel, the start in Denmark. So three pretty flat stages. Yeah, exactly. Windy, crosswinds. Like Van der Poel, Van der Poel is just lipping, lick... I can't get to speak my words <laughs> out today. He would be licking his lips. <laughs> really struggling here. What's, what number is this? 210 podcasts <laughs> for the year. That's why I'm struggling. I've ran out of words. They're done, finished. Um, no, he, you know... You got to think it's going to be a slightly different start. It's always a different start. Mm. We know that the tour, but starting in Denmark, that's a rarity. Yeah, and you know, three really flat stages. I'd imagine to start things off. 
it's it's going to be good. Yep, it's going to be absolutely. excellent. I think we're nearly the end of uh, this podcast and probably nearly the end of, uh, of the podcast for the year. Uh, the season is finished unless you're called uh, Wood Van Aert or, or actually uh, Van der Poel because yeah. they're still going. There's a new whole new season of cyclocross. So and to Mariana Voss, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think she just had a win recently yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, now so there's still a bit to come, but we're just about there. We're new, yeah, you know, and I then it all so. happens again in January. 100%. I think the next podcast will be around the, the Nationals and probably maybe a tiny bit before the Nationals. We'll see how we go. But uh, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure to bring cycling to your ears uh, over, the, over this year. Uh, we had uh, so many podcasts, I can't even count them. Uh, if we start putting the, the live podcast we had and, and everything in the Tour de France. So thank you, Maka, for your involvement in 2021. Yeah, thank you very much. And I'll just second what you say. Big thank you to the fans and, of course, our sponsors and the people who supported you and I through yeah. this, our... our producers um, up in Sydney and uh, executive producer Kath Wheel and they've backed us in on yeah, this part yeah big shout out to everyone it's it's been a big year it's been our biggest year in terms of podcasts this year the biggest uh, <laughs> and this is about year five I think yeah. so it's been biggest good. year in terms of numbers in terms of numbers of podcasts we've done yeah the public in terms of uh, probably the tweets we had everything yeah everything. yeah so it's been a big year thank you time, very much time to go home yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lie down now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Micah cheers this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast and uh, before we go for one last time uh, remember that you can uh, download stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cycling central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift until next time Guess what? Next year, 2022, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started on Zwift is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer and your PC, Mac or Apple device. Zwift offers training plans, interval workouts and a global community. Get strong and get motivated with every ride. Give people a ride on and you're sure to get one back as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to Zwift.com today and start your free trial.